talk about a man whose years in ministry accumulated over 250,000 letters and testimonies from people who had been touched by his messages. He led some astounding healing revivals in the early 20th century, yet he always stated that his primary focus was evangelism, then healing. Who was this man? Stick with me as we get right into this episode. Hi everyone, my name is Esther and I'm your host on this podcast. Hang out with Esther is a podcast dedicated to sharing insights about your identity, your work with Jesus and fulfilling your God-ordained purpose. On this episode, we are journeying into the life and works of Fred Francis Bosworth also popularly referred to as F.F. Bosworth. On a frigid winter day on the 17th of January 1877, Amelia Bosworth gave birth to her second son, Fred Francis. The parents were grateful to have another son to help build their farm. Little did they know that this son would also touch more than one million people with the love and power of Jesus Christ. Fred was a boy with a steadfast determination. He was such a hard worker, he set lofty goals and he ultimately reached them. When he was only nine years old, Bosworth discovered his talent for music and he also learned to sell. He was such a great salesman. Early in his life, he showed the perseverance that would take him through difficult times and even persecution in years to come. The first thing I'll be bringing to your attention on this episode is that F.F. Bosworth was just an ordinary man with an ordinary childbirth, an ordinary life, filled with challenges and difficulties, just like every other person. However, he had a recognition of his uniqueness and was in love with Jesus and thus he did the extraordinary. So to you, dear friend, you simply need to gain a recognition of your uniqueness and be in love with Jesus. I can definitely assure you that the extraordinary will spring out of your life. As a 16-year-old, he got to hear the message of salvation at a revival meeting in the First Methodist Baptist Church his heart was stirred within him and he decided to say yes to Jesus. However, he also had another decision to make because much of his work as a salesman had been based on dishonest methods and half-truths. So he needed to quit his salesman's job and go on. But what would he do with the rest of his life? Now, in Christ, for the next two years, he went from job to job, too many to count. The point here is that your decision to say yes to Jesus is not an isolated one. It has to cut across every other area of your life, your job, your lifestyle, everything. Also, there comes a season in our lives when we begin to actively seek the actualization of God's will in every area of our lives. And this affects even our secular jobs. Although this season may vary for different individuals, it is a prerequisite 
to rising in your ordination in God. While still a youth, Boswat contracted tuberculosis, which was more like a death sentence at the time, and he thought he was going to die. And he traveled to say farewell to his family. However, while he was there, he attended a service in a Methodist church and um, he was prayed for by a, a lady and he was healed of his tuberculosis. I find this very, very interesting and um, inspiring because we must make every, we must make the most of every opportunity to serve or minister even in our local assemblies because we don't really know how far reaching our acts of service are. You know, you must never feel like what you are doing is insignificant even in your local church. The lady who prayed for him could might not have realized that she was praying for somebody who would reach the thousands and thousands of people with the love and power of Jesus Christ. When Fred was 23, he met and married a young lady and they later had a young daughter. They learned about the healing ministry of John Alexander Dowie and they moved to live in Zion City, which was founded as a Christian community. Here, Bosworth's musical skills announced him, and this led to his appointment as the band director. By 1906, Bosworth received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. It was during that time that he received his call to preach. It was in this season that he recognized that he had a calling to preach God's word. Afterwards, he and his family moved to Dallas, Texas, where they established a church which is known as the First Assembly of God Church. And friends, I want you to see something very interesting here. As you walk with God, He's going to lead you into what he wants you to do. It is not about having ambitions, but it's simply about following Jesus. And this brings me to the famous advice that we often receive about having a plan for our lives. I can tell you without mincing words that walking with Jesus is the best plan you can ever have. Bosworth suffered hardships in Dallas on one occasion a white mob, a mob of white people, you know, held him at gunpoint and brutally beat him because of his ministry to a camp meeting of black people. He almost lost his life, literally. The sufferings did not deter him from preaching. However, Bosworth also had to say farewell to his wife who succumbed and died of tuberculosis. Yet, in spite of his grief, he continued to pray for the sick and preach divine healing. And I find this really um, inspiring and I feel like there's such a strong message here. There's a vision that gets reinforced even in the face of persecution and grief. And you just have to catch that vision for your life. You really want to catch that vision for your life that gets you going even without looking back. And mind you, there is such a vision like that, that keeps a man going, even in the face of adversity. You can only imagine what vision Jesus had that kept him going, 
even in the face of the sufferings and um, the experiences he had. In 1912, evangelist Maria Woodward Ether came to his church for a six-month revival meeting. During this time, a lot of miracles of healings and unusual events began to happen in the church. The news of the meetings attracted some of the biggest names in the Pentecostal movement. The meetings continued to grow. And Bosworth was, was the founding minister and one of the first executives, you know, of the Assemblies of God Church. He held city-wide revival meetings and drew thousands of people in single services throughout the United States and Canada. It is believed that more than a million people came to Christ through his ministry. In addition to being a pioneer in radio broadcasting, he was the author of the city wild the city wildly read book Christ the Healer. You know, he was considered by some historians to be one of the most successful healing evangelists of his generation. Later in the decade, he got married to Florence Naomi Valentine. In the 1930s, Bosworth embraced the teachings of British Israelism and fell out of fellowship with his denomination. However, in the 1940s, he recanted his views and was welcomed back into fellowship. It would interest you to know that Bosworth didn't have any formal seminary teaching, but he was an intelligent man who studied the Bible with more diligence than he played even his musical instruments. God had placed him in the spiritual office of the evangelist as well as the teacher for the building up of the church, and this was evident to everyone who heard him. Bosworth traveled over 75,000 miles throughout the southwest and took every opportunity to preach. If there was even one here open to the gospel of Jesus Christ, Fred was eager to bring the good news. He spent his final years of ministry as a missionary evangelist, ministered in South Africa, in Germany, and Japan, amongst other places. On the 23rd of January in 1958, he died of a heart attack in his home in Miami, and he was 81 years old. One of my highlights about Bosworth was how he freely worked with other ministries in the body of Christ. I believe that this must have been fueled by a heart and passion for the body of Christ. And my message here is simple which is that in all that you do, ensure that you are doing it for the body and not against the body. And when I say the body here, I mean the body of Christ. Thank you for joining me on this episode. I believe you have picked loads and loads of lessons. To take these lessons into greater details and facilitate an in-depth learning, join me at the e-learning hub, which is an online platform for God's sons and daughters. More information about the e-learning hub is available on my Facebook and my Instagram pages. Also make sure you share this episode with your friends, your family, your church group, and your loved ones. Remember, you are God's general. See you in the next episode.